Big news, my new book, Motivation for Regular People, Reframing Your Drive to Pursue Your Goals and Achieve Your Potential, is now available for purchase on Amazon. Earlier this year, I realized that we've had the wrong approach to motivation for far too long. We tend to believe motivation is something that some people have and others don't. That's a great place to be if you have a lot of natural motivation, but if you're the type of person who always feels like you're just not that motivated, it can be discouraging and debilitating. The reality is we all have the same amount of motivation because everything we do requires motivation. And when you become aware of how motivation actually works and how you can adjust your motivation to help you reach your goals, you'll become unstoppable. This fresh perspective is what led me to start this podcast, and it's the exact concept I unpack in detail in my new book. Grab a copy and join me on a journey to discover how motivation actually works, learn what truly motivates you, and discover how you can align your motivation in a way that helps you reach your potential and accomplish every goal. You'll find the Amazon link for the book in the show notes, or you can visit my website at bradyross.com to learn more about it. That's B-R-A-D-Y-R-O-S-S dot com. Hello and welcome to the Motivation for Regular People podcast, where you'll find all the inspiration you need to start, continue, and finish the goals that matter most to you. Today, you're going to hear a powerful reminder about why you should never quit on a bad day, as well as some practical tips and tricks for building motivation when adversity strikes. Thanks for tuning in today. Before we get started, a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. We release a new episode every Thursday, along with a few bonus episodes every month. Subscribing is the easiest way to make sure you have easy access to new episodes whenever they release. Also, if you find value in the content, I would be honored if you would leave a positive rating and a review so we can grow our community and help more people with their motivation. Today, you're going to hear from Phoebe Trotman. Phoebe is a heart-centered entrepreneur based in Vancouver, Canada. She's passionate about helping others discover their joy, which is why she has written a book called Never Quit on a Bad Day. She's also a successful network marketer and an accomplished soccer player. Phoebe's energy is contagious, and I know you're going to find tremendous value in this conversation. So let's dive in. Here's Phoebe. Phoebe, so good to have you. Thank you so much, Brady. It's awesome to be here. Really looking forward to this conversation. Yes, this is going to be fun. So you wrote a book, Never Quit on a Bad Day. I have not read it. I need to. I'm excited to to dig into that later on. But I'm curious while we're together to hear about what made you want to write a book on this topic. Yeah, it's super interesting because I, you know, I have a lot of goals in life and a lot of dreams and things I'm excited to accomplish. And really writing a book wasn't on that list initially. And I was around some good friends and we were talking about kind of what's next is is entrepreneurs. And I had shared with them that I had it on my heart for many years to create something to give and inspire just because I've been inspired by so many people. And they're the ones who suggested write a book. And uh, when they did, I was kind of back and forth at first. And I was like, well, if I'm going to write a book, it has to do two things. Number one, it has to help and inspire people. And number two, I truly have to be passionate about what what this book is going to be about. And um, I had a really incredible honor the month before I was inducted into the Coquitlam Sports Hall of Fame. And in that induction ceremony, there was an interview and we kind of chatted a lot about you know, what has sport given me? And there's been incredible highs. I mean, amazing life lessons, um, whether it's national championships and personal accolades, 
I said, but I shared in that interview that the only reason I was able to have some of those life lessons and incredible highs as well is because of the lows, the tough stuff, you know, not making a team, sitting on the bench, you know, getting five minutes a game and pushing through to get to the other side. And so when I was thinking about the the content for the book, I realized that's what I wanted to write a book about was to share kind of the story behind the story of how some of the, you know, we see all the highlight reel on, on social media of, of people's lives, but what about some of the tough stuff they've gone through? And so it really came together and, and the saying never quit on a bad day just applies to every area of life. And so, yeah, it really came together well. And I'm in the feedback and reviews have been incredible from people who've had a chance to read it. And so I will get you a copy. So not to worry. Oh, that'd be great. I'd appreciate that. Yeah. I love what you said about how the highs came because of the lows and we were kind of chatting about it a little before, but I'll share it on air too, how we often approach those bad days or those negative experiences. And we may interpret that as a sign that we're on the wrong path, like we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing. But when I hear you talk about never quitting on a bad day, it almost makes me in a weird way, anticipate those challenges and those obstacles as a sign that I am headed in the right direction. And then you even think a step further, which I'm sure you address this in your book too, about how formative those negative experiences are in terms of helping us grow and develop so that we can take that next step toward whatever our goal is. Absolutely. And it's not to say like, you know, bad days and seasons and tough times, like those are all part of our journey. And it's not to say that, you know, it's not like I'm like, yay, it's a bad day, you know, but at the end of the day, I realize that it's all part of the path and the growth that happens. A lot of times the growth comes from those challenges and pushing through them and navigating through them when things don't necessarily go the way that we wanted to, but we can push through it. That's where we grow into the person that we're really destined to be. And that's where, when I look back over my life, a lot of the life lessons and the skills and, and what I've been able to navigate through because of those tough times and taking that lesson or the growth that happened, moving forward with it and realizing, well, I was able to get through that, that happened last time I can do this, like bring it on and just just keep moving forward. And so I think a lot of people go through a lot of tough stuff. And sometimes we don't remember and truly know just how resilient we are as people. And so that's kind of the other thing, reason behind the book was it's written in a way where there's like workbook pages to help that reader just remember how resilient they are because we have gone through tough stuff and we will continue to go through tough stuff and we can get through that tough stuff. This is so good. So my message on motivation as a reminder for maybe anyone who's listening for the first time or who hasn't heard it recently is the idea that we all have the same amount of motivation. I hear people say all the time, like, I'm just not that motivated, or if only I was motivated, then I can do this. And and the reality is we are all motivated. We're just motivated in different ways. But what's important to me about that message is this idea that we all have innate motivation that we can learn how to tap into and use. And I share that right now because it sounds like you have a similar approach to resiliency. I could see someone thinking, well, I'm just not naturally resilient. Like that's not a skill or a gift that I have, but it sounds like you're saying maybe we all have more resilience inside ourselves that we can tap into. I think so. I mean, we've gone through, everybody's gone through, you know, challenges, whether it's making your first friend or asking someone out on a date or, you know, learning a new skill or hobby. Like there's things that you had to have some sort of strength because it was something new. It was something outside of your comfort zone that you had to push through. 
and you grew and you were able to do that. And so I do believe that applies to other areas in life. And I mean, I love what you're saying about motivation, because I truly believe a lot of it comes down to having clarity in terms of our goals and our dreams and the person that we want to become and the person we we are growing to become. Because when we have a clear picture, you know, this is something I was thinking about this with, you know, preparing to be on here today. And it was like, okay, so how do we stay motivated every day? How do I stay motivated every day? Because there are times where I'm frustrated or, you know, I want something to happen sooner and it didn't. And it's like, how do I stay motivated? And it really does come down to, I have a clear picture of what I'm looking to create, what I know I'm going to create. And so by focusing on that picture, if you will, and I call it in a way, a dream day, when I focus on that dream day, that's what motivates me to move forward. Even when I do have setbacks and bumps in the road, or I feel like things aren't working the way I want to, or, you know, whatever I might be going through, when I start to revisit that and focus on it, that is my motivation that pulls me forward or attracts me to what I'm creating, even when I have those bumps in the road. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love that. And maybe that'll factor into this next question that I have. But I'm thinking about that, that bad day. So your mantra is never quit on a bad day. When you're experiencing that bad day in the moment, what role does motivation play? Well, motivation and commitment and dedication, right? So part of it is just, again, focusing on what I'm looking to create. And I do feel like I have a clear vision for where I'm headed, what I'm creating, because I have put time into creating that dream day and writing that down. And we can talk quickly about that exercise after. Um, but because having that and knowing where I'm headed, when I'm, again, when I'm having those challenging days, that's what motivates me to keep going because I refocus instead of focusing on what's not working. I focus on what's, what is working. I focus on being grateful for where I am grateful for the experience of what I'm going through in that moment. And that helps me as well. And I think gratitude is just such a big part of, um, for me in terms of my successes, it's been huge because it's allowed me to refocus on what am I grateful for right now in this moment. And that also gives me the energy to, whether you want to call it motivation and, or, you know, the energy to get back up, if you will, and continue to move forward. Hmm. Yeah, that makes me curious about this ideal day exercise. And I would love for you to, to tell us a little more about that. I'm imagining maybe preemptively because you haven't told me about it yet, but I would guess in imagining that ideal day, you're sort of envisioning in advance what some of those challenges could look like and how you may overcome them whenever they do present themselves. You know, that's funny. That would be a great way to do it. This is actually very different. It doesn't include oh, challenges, it? but I do actually like that. Um, so yeah, in terms of your dream day, it's really an activity where you get a notepad. I created a workbook that goes through in a lot more detail with like prompt questions and whatnot. But in essence is you grab a notepad, pen and paper, and you just start writing, for, you know, take some time first and really envision what does a dream day look like for you? From the moment you open your eyes in the morning to the moment you close your eyes at night, what do you do on that dream day? Who do you enjoy that dream day with? And the key with the dream day is you want to write in present tense and you really want to get into the feeling of living that dream day. So actually living it in your mind, in your imagination, and then putting pen to paper and writing it out and, you know, stretch yourself, dream big. What does that look like? And I always challenge people with this because I remember the first time I went through an activity, it was similar to this many years ago. I was no 
nowhere near living my dream day. It was so far away, you know, and I really had to stretch. And it's such a powerful exercise because it does make you pause and start thinking, well, what's important to me, number one? Because so oftentimes, you know, people have this vision of success, but is it your vision of success or is it what you think success should look like? So with having your dream day, it allows you to think, well, what does that look like for me? Like, what are some of the things I want to enjoy? Who are the people I want to enjoy it with? How do I feel physically, you know, in terms of my health and you're writing it all down. And as I said, the reason for me, this has been so powerful and I've done it over like numerous times because I've experienced portions of my dream day at different times through my life. And that gets exciting. And that's where that motivation comes through because there's so much power in having clarity around what you're looking to create. And so I encourage people to do it. You know, again, you can grab a pen and paper and just write. You want to get in a quiet space, but it's super important to write in present tense and really feel it. For those people who want to go deeper and really, you know, hone in on it, then I do have a workbook that's available that helps you break that dream day into different components of your life because it is important to have that clarity. And I found it's helped me tremendously over the years, especially when I am having those challenging times. Mm. And that direction is so important. I, I always tell people planning is power. And I know there are people who sometimes avoid planning out their day because they know that so much is, I don't want to say left up to chance, but maybe outside of their control. And so they don't want to create that plan if they're not convinced that the plan can be executed perfectly at the same time if you aim nothing you'll aim at nothing rather you will hit nothing and so having some sort of idea of what success looks like where you're headed how you want to spend your time I feel like that's so empowering for me it allows me to choose what success looks like before I get to that point where I have to make that decision absolutely and again I stress this because there are times where I think in society, there's this picture of what success is supposed to be, right? And it's like, but who's that for? And I think that's a question that, you know, I had to come to, you know, through self-reflection and, and just taking time out. It's like, wait a second. I know what I want my day to look like in terms of what I would find rewarding and fulfilling. And so that's, what's important to me. And that's why I encourage everyone to do this activity, because again, when you have that clarity of what you're creating, why you're creating not to say it's going to be a perfect straight path there. It might take a detour. You know, you might have to just keep, you might slow down the pace of what you're, where you're going. And you, there's adjustments. Absolutely. Cause as we said, this is life. They're going to be those bumps. That being said, when you can have a vision of where you're headed, then even when there's going to be a little bit of challenge, it allows you to refocus. That's what I found over the years is it just keeps me, it gives me something to focus on, you know, when those bumps do happen. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask you one more question about planning your dream day. And then I want to go back to the full book that we were talking about earlier. So obviously I encourage people to check out your workbook. I don't know if that's a free available resource on your website or not, but it sounds like it's definitely worth the time and investment. But if there's someone out there who maybe doesn't have the the time or the margin to do that, what is one question that they could ask themselves as they imagine their dream day that would provide value or be helpful as they think about what they're trying to accomplish? I would probably encourage someone to ask themselves, like, what brings you joy? Like, what mm -hmm lights up your your soul if you will where you just feel that you get energized by it you get excited if it's something you know if it could be a person it could be an activity it could be um giving like what lights that fire because i do believe there's a lot of times where people don't haven't thought of that in a long time and that's one thing that i just want to encourage people to do is find out what 
excites you and do more of that because when mm. we have that um joy that's where also i find that i know i'm the most creative is when i'm in that you know happy place if you will or with those happy people if you will and i'm feeling energized that's where a lot of times then i do have that extra motivation if you will to create other things and and to keep moving forward as well I love that. And I'll add one more thought to that as well, which is to find joy, not just in the outcomes, but also in the processes. I think it's something James Clear speaks to in Atomic Habits. It's also something that I'm reading about in a Mark Manson book right now. I won't say the full title because as I mentioned earlier, we like to keep the language on this podcast family friendly, Um, but search for subtle art Mark Manson and you'll find the book that I'm talking about. And some of the listeners may already be aware of what specific book I'm referring to. But in this book, I'm a couple of chapters in now, he talks about how people often give up on what they thought that they wanted because they realize I don't enjoy the journey to get there. I just want whatever the destination is. His particular example is I wanted to be a rock star, but I didn't want to go through the work of practicing, putting my name out there, getting doors slammed in my face, like living as the starving artist. And so if you don't enjoy the journey you just desire the destination you're going to have a much harder time not giving up on a bad day in large part because you've set yourself up to fail from the expectations you had going in so mm-hmm. that's kind of a tangent but something that I think is maybe relevant there so oh that's huge that's really important i want to i want to spend a few more minutes talking about your book so i noticed that you had a lot of contributors as well people who got to i would imagine tell their story in addition to you telling your story. And so as you had conversations with these contributors and you worked through these stories, what were some of the themes that you saw coming up? Yeah. So I actually planned that I, right away when I decided it was going to be, um, well, the name of the book, Never Quit on a Bad Day. And I right away knew I wanted it to be a collection of short stories, mostly because I find that there, you know, I've just had incredible mentors and colleagues and friends and who have amazing stories. And also because then I wanted it to be a book that everyone can connect to in some form and fashion, whether, you know, it might be through the person's upbringing, it might be through the, the what they went through, you know, or it might just be because it's a cool story and you lean in. And so, um, yeah, I was really fortunate to have some amazing contributors. And it's interesting because all the stories are very different. The stories are, you know, very different stories and there's lessons in all the stories. And, you know, some of the biggest takeaways that I would just say is, you know, perspective, having perspective on what you're going through during that time and how can you shift that perspective to look for the lesson versus the as you just shared with um you know embracing the the journey as opposed to just focusing on the result that's part that is a lesson in there because they're talking about perspective so even though things might not have gone the way they wanted it to what can you learn about if you shift your perspective into what I can learn from this experience then doesn't matter what happens in terms of the result every every experience is some some ways um something to be grateful for because you've learned something from it so uh, having a positive outlook and perspective gratitude is a big one a big theme powerful theme in, in some of the story well all of the stories if you will um so gratitude also just dreaming like and doing something every single day to to move yourself closer to your dreams belief is another one we talk about language so there's a lot of really 
really powerful lessons in the book. And um, it's written in a way where you can read it cover to cover, or you can just like flip open a chapter, read that chapter for the day. I know a lot of people have been doing little like work groups around it and they do it chapter by chapter because it's it's a short read in terms of reading each chapter individually. And then there's a work pa- workbook page, if you will, at the end of every chapter for the, again, the reader to have some time to reflect on their own journey and, and leave not only inspired because of the stories they've read, but inspired knowing who they are and what they've been able to accomplish so far and what they can accomplish moving forward. I love that, especially that part about looking at each experience, whether it's good or bad as a learning opportunity. And I wanted to connect that back for our podcast listeners to another episode, episode 43, Learning to Lose and Win Well with Logan Lesser. So Logan, when he came on, talked about how he was able to learn so much from defeats. And even though he didn't enjoy that experience, it was something that empowered him and taught him so much about how to move forward. So this is Phoebe's time. We won't take too much more time to talk about that one. But if you want to dig deeper into that specific idea, go back and listen to that one after you finish this episode. So Phoebe, we're almost at the end of our time. I so appreciate your wisdom and insight that you shared with us today. Any last words before we let people know about where they can learn more about you and your book? Well, I mean, last words, I want to say kudos to you, Brady, for starting the podcast, for everything you're doing to help and inspire. And it's just what I find is so powerful. And I want to say this to the listener as well, too, is when we start moving forward in terms of our own dreams and goals, and we start taking the journey, the first step forward, and then we continue and we continue to move forward, it naturally inspires the people around us. Because when they see you, for example, Brady going, Hey, you know what? I want to help people. So I'm going to start this podcast and here's the theme of it. And here's what I'm going to do. All the people that are listening in and the people in your community, they naturally feel inspired in their own right. It may not be a podcast, but it might be something that they now decide like, well, Hey, if he can do a podcast, well, I can do X. And so I want to encourage everyone listening in, like, what is your X? What is something that again, brings you joy, move forward towards that, because it's not only going to help you, it's going to light your fire and light your, you know, genius, if you will, but it also inspires other people. And then there's a ripple effect that truly just continues further than we can even imagine as well, too. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for all that you're doing to encourage, inspire and and to the listeners, just keep moving forward. And you know, it's it's so important, because when you look back over your journey, you're going to see that all these dots actually led you to where you are now and where you're supposed to be. Yes, that's so good. I appreciate the kudos. And I will echo what you're saying to the listeners, which is the world needs more podcasts, more books, it needs more people who are willing to step out and do what they are passionate about doing in a way that helps people and adds value to the world. So I I think that's a great way to end. I so appreciate that. Phoebe, if someone wants to continue the conversation with you, if they want to pick up a copy of your book or learn more about who you are and what you're doing, where can people find you and connect with you? Absolutely. So yeah, my website is neverquitonabadday.com. So I encourage listeners to head over there. You can actually enter your email and get a free chapter from of the book, right? Just because it's a chapter all about belief and language. And I just think that's so important for everybody to read. So that's available there. And then I'm on Instagram as well as Facebook, Never Quit on a Bad Day. And the book is available on Amazon and other bookstores as well too. I love it. I'm going to go pick up my copy shortly after we finish recording. Phoebe, thanks so much again for your time today. This was wonderful. Thanks so much, Brady. Keep up the great work.
Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Recently, I was feeling overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities I was juggling in my work and personal life. I signed up for BetterHelp and scheduled my first online therapy session. To be honest, I was a little nervous about meeting with a therapist online, but I was matched with a great therapist who offered me a fantastic experience. She helped me tremendously in our first session, and I noticed an instant difference in my mental health. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can also message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions whenever it's convenient for you. If you're matched with a therapist who isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, you also get more scheduling flexibility and a more affordable price, especially when you get 10% off your first month by signing up at BetterHelp.com MFRP. That's BetterHelp.com MFRP. Check it out and sign up today.